Hello listeners, I've changed the music on this episode of the podcast. I hope you don't mind. Please don't tell Conrad. Borak Thong Earthlets. My name is Conrad and welcome to another in our series of Space Spinner 2000 Collected Episodes. The goal with these is to collect our coverage of top 2080 thrills and storylines in one place so you can easily listen to them in one go. They're a great accompaniment to reading the 2080 collections that Rebellion publishes or just to hear us talk about the good stuff without being interrupted by the other stuff. Credo! Once again, we're hanging around in mid-1981, early 82, though... We're starting back in 1980 with Nemesis the Warlock! This is the first part of our coverage of the first volume of Nemesis, covering the first two books of the series and several one-off stories. We'll cover the remainder of the collection in a later episode. This wide-ranging episode starts in Prague 167 and goes to Prague 257 with the 1981 sci-fi special added in there for giggles. This is the start of Nemesis, and it is burning hot fire in all aspects. (laughs) Nemesis is written by Pat Mills, of course, and the majority of the art is by Kev O'Neill, though the second book is done by our friend from Return to Armageddon, Jesus Redondo. It's lettered by Steve Potter and Tony Jacob. You can find the comics we're reading today in either the complete Nemesis the Warlock Volume 1 or in full color in the Nemesis the Warlock Deviant Edition, either at the Rebellion web shop or your favorite bookseller. I've been sort of dreading doing this collection because early Nemesis is some of my favorite 2080 stuff ever. It's hard to organize my thoughts without completely just gushing over everything and saying the same things over and over again. But here we go. One of the funny things about Nemesis is that it's a comic born from spite. In the creation of the Robusters story, The Fall and Rise of Rojas and Hammerstein, Mills and O'Neill got a lot of guff for an amazing action scene in a confusing series of tunnels. In response, they pulled the classic, you don't like tunnel chases? Then have all the tunnel chases in the world! And thus Nemesis the Warlock was born. From there, it's all Pat Mills counterculture, a story where the heroic alien fights humans, and it's a literal devil dragon monster. For more backstories, and I guess eventually spoilers for Nemesis, I'd suggest checking out the monograph that was included in the Judge Dredd magazine, issue 395, from from April 2018. It's got some excellent history observations and philosophizing about Nemesis the Warlock from current 2080 editor Matt Smith. When you're reading these comics, I'd suggest paying attention to the awesome dialogue and the worlds that Mills is creating even these early days of Nemesis. And to just hold on to your hat and try not to get blown away by O'Neill's amazing art, especially in book one, complete with illuminated borders, gothic sculpture, massive fights, battle cruisers flying into tunnels where a giant rocket launching organs being played. Oh, it's everything. It's all I want. <laughs> I'd also suggest if you're familiar with Nemesis the Warlock, just giving a b- book two a chance. Yes, it's not Kev O'Neill, but I think Jesus Redondo is really great at fusing sci-fi and fantasy, and he's really a perfect artist for something like Nemesis. So, with all that said, let's get to the comics! (laughs) 
Episode 49. Progs 163 to 167. May, June, and July 1980. Thrill 8. Terror Tube. That's so cool. Script robot Pat Mills, art robot Kev O'Neill, letter robot Steve Potter. Okay, Fox, here's the deal. Mm. Uh, stop right now and go listen to The Jams Going Underground. Um, okay. It's the opening music for the last episode of this show. <laughs> Anyhow, do it. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm typing it in, The Jams. <laughs> The jam, yeah, it's it's a it's it, it, it's a pretty classic uh, punk slash mod revival song. It's theoretically the uh, inspiration for this thrill, though I think it's pretty hard to see. I don't know. Anyhow, dude, this so far it's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's neat, right? I might actually just play it underneath the bottom of this uh, this thing here. We'll see if I do. But anyhow, welcome to Termite Fox the capital of a cruel galactic empire. It's defined by its huge, difficult-to-navigate underground tube highways. I appreciate Elmer and Maybelline's three-line for this yeah. story, by the way. We see an old married couple trying to visit their daughter in the city of Necropolis as, they, the hell? as they try to navigate the system, and we see a DJ giving like traffic info, and it's just real complicated. Didn't... Didn't Fleetway fucking say no way to like tube tunnel? This is this is literally a thumb in the nose of editors. That's <laughs> like, awesome. You didn't like tube stuff, huh? Here's all the tubes. <laughs> this is a fucking planet of tubes. Exactly. Cars. Yeah, the traffic is interrupted, however, by the chief of tube police and general guardian of law and order, Torquemada. Basically, like, add a KKK guy to a Catholic priest, multiply it by Warhammer 40,000, and you've got Torquemada. <laughs> oh <my laughs> He's got a big pointy metal head, and he rides through the tube way in an open-air pulpit surrounded by dudes on hover skis and lances called Terminators, urging the citizens to be pure, be vigilant, behave! Dude, I just, like, his rhetoric on, like, this man is a road hog and a moving accident black spot. Mm-hmm. It's like, all of it has to do with cars. It feels yeah. very, like, Mad Max tirade. Definitely. And the uh, Be Pure, Be Vigilant motto will echo through the ages in 2000 AD. And it's even, like, the title of Pat Mills's memoir about the uh, early days of 2000 AD. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, Torquemada's speech is interrupted by the arrival of Nemesis. Uh, we don't see Nemesis here, just his vehicle, the Blitz Sphere, the Blitz Sphere, or Spear, which um, looks like like a pointy striped head of a dragon, basically. It's like, sp- it's spewing spoke, smoke, it looks angry, shouting his catchphrase, Credo! <laughs> Nemesis smashes through a prison car, freeing the occupants, and then leads the forces of Torquemada on a gravity-defying chase through the underground of Termite. And it's just so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, dudes on hover things with massive spears trying to catch a guy, falling through a window, falling on big dude's plate as he's eating, and mm-hmm. then just like, they, they're racing towards a black hole. Yeah. If they like shoot these giant fucking lasers and in true sci-fi fashion let me tell you bro you never cross the streams well they done cross the streams and mm-hmm. he's like i'm out of this yeah and then they blow each other's like big old beam factories and he's just like peace i'm out of this black hole and it's fucking cool all right 
it's a race car. Mm-hmm. It's you, going real fast. There's you lasers. Really, you really owe it to yourself to check out like the Nemesis collections just to see all this stuff. I'm going to try to put as much of just this comic on social media as possible. Like, you know, I think I, I can massage it around. We can get the whole Terror Tube thing up there like in, in like one or two posts. Um, so ch- check it out as well. It's real. This is such a great entrance for this character. And Nemesis, I'm so looking forward to us getting deep into Nemesis. He'll return in Prague 178 for the story of Killer Watt. And then mm. it won't be until like about like the 220s that he comes on as a full-time uh, character. I really love the look of Black Hole Bypass. All, like of it lo- all of these cars just shooting into a black hole. Everything looks so neat with Nemesis, man. It's one of these things where sometimes I just look at it just to kind of like kickstart my imagination or something like that. Yeah, it's just it, this whole world that's so fully realized, like right out of the gate of just this huge city of like cars and tubes and the police force around it and like, you know, people living their lives with it and things like that. It's real neat. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. And Maybelline and Elmer actually make it all the way out, but they made a wrong turn. Yeah, I don't think they're trying to get to deep space to the Black Pole Bypass. That's just where they <laughs> kind of end up. <laughs> Episode 55. Progs 178 to 179. September 1980. Thrill 5. Killer Watt. So awesome. Script robot for Killer Watt, Pat Mills. Art robot, Kev O'Neill. Letter robot, Tony Jacob. So... This is another tale of comic rock, supposedly inspired by this anthology album called Killer Watt that has like a bunch of, uh, I'm going to say, sort of 1980s semi-hard rock, like hard rock acts. Like it has like uh, nice. Judas Priest and um, what's his name? Uh, that Cat Scratch Fever guy. And it's oh, got, yeah. got yeah. Journey. It's got Aerosmith, all that stuff. Um, Damn. <laughs> anyhow. Ted Nugent, that's what I'm thinking of. Anyhow, um, but and it's an, it's another one where sort of the title has suggested the um, the story as opposed to the actual contents of the song or album. That's pretty true. Yeah. So here we go. We're, on the, we're once again on the world of Termite. It's a futuristic world. It's got huge tube highways that are patrolled by the evil head of the tube police, Torquemada, who is sort of a Warhammer 40K KKK dude, I want to say. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Or like, well, actually, if you're into Warhammer 40K, he looks just like sort of a robed, um, like just Eldar Guardian, I guess. Like just a regular yeah, or like Eldar guy. Yeah, of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Well... Like the or, or like a farseer, I guess. He's kind of got that yeah. sort of peaked, peaked head of an Eldar guy in 40K. But anyhow, enough of my nerdiness. Oh, shit, it's a giant bird. Yeah, he's not. It's also he, a rocket. He's doing a photo shoot on a uh, tube train when they're attacked by a Goonie bird. Oh, my God. A Goonie bird is a giant cross between a jumbo jet and a condor. It's gigantic. It's like a gigantic <laughs> plane with a bird mouth and talons and stuff. It's crazy, man. It grabs the um, the tube liner and carries it to the top of a giant destitute skyscraper that's just standing in the middle of the of the earth, like with a ton, like its base being like it looks like the gnarled roots of a giant tree, but it's just all these yeah. skyscrapers like melted together. It's really cool looking. And it's got babies. Yeah. And, and the Goonie Birds, to- yeah, feeding all the people inside the train to its babies that are also planes with terrifying bird mouths 
<laughs> so, hey, come on, Torquemada, protect us, right? You're like the super dude. Well, luckily, we found one lift bag that will allow someone to escape unharmed. Oh, uh, will it be the lady with the baby? No. <laughs> nah, dude, it's uh, Torquemada. He's yeah, going to go. Bitches. He will meditate on their heroic deaths at some point. Yeah, you know. <laughs> right now, I got to get home. I yeah. got I to teach people how to hate. <laughs> on the ground, Torquemada follows these massive wires that are like teleport wires. That they, they, they look like huge phone wires, but they're for teleportation to a transmission statement to te- station to teleport home. The mm-hmm. station is a mix of basically like a bus station and like a telephone switch panel, basically. Yeah. Um, which is further borne out when we see that teleportation basically takes you to a huge tunnel full of just people and stuff. People commuting, all like sitting there flying through space, items being shipped, planes, other things. It's a, it's totally awesome chaos. Yeah. It's like all electric. Yeah everything it's, yeah, like it's you've, neat you've, yeah you, to the co- point where like in certain places the lines are down and people have melded uh <laughs> together through a sea of neutrons yeah, exactly it's yeah it's like they um you're basically teleportation they sort of convert you to electrons and send you down the line but when you're in the line as an electron you convert back into sort of a physical form inside that space which is really really crazy that's awesome <laughs> um back in the real world we see that the um, we, we see that the teleportation station personnel actually turn out to be allies of the mysterious freedom fighter nemesis, the warlock. Credo, Credo! <laughs> have uh, who who are now alert who now alerted who, sorry who alert nemesis Torquemada's current predicament, traveling through the teleportation lines unaccompanied. So Nemesis goes to take him down as Torquemada flies over the Sea of Souls, where an accident of some kind have caused the bodies of teleporters to fuse together, making a nightmare sea of neutrons as cool dudes hover surf over them. And, like, guess who's hiding in that sea of, like, insanity? Ah, from the depths of that sea flies the mighty Blitz Sphere of Nemesis the Warlock! Credo! Credo! It flies to attack Torquemada's ship and the teleportation lines. But uh-oh, in the real world, Torquemada's troops are preparing to electrocute the lines, which will destroy Nemesis. But they can't, because it would also... Because Torquemada's in the blast radius and would destroy him too. And like thousands of innocents, but who cares about that, whatever. Yeah, um, you know, whatever. But So he calls his people. <laughs> well, with a slip of a finger, one of the goons accidentally does hit the line with 20,000 killer watts, hence the title, um, which yeah. starts zapping people and basically causing a huge apocalypse inside the teleportation lines. The only hope of both Nemesis and Torquemada is to dial an outside line, which will let them leave the teleportation system. But and the, suddenly <laughs> manifest in the real world. It's nuts. Yeah, well, they finish teleporting because they teleport into this whoever answers the phone. <laughs> so great. The guy Torquemada calls, though, is busy torturing and can't hang up or and can't pick up. Torquemada is killed. Oh my god! Meanwhile, a cute chick that Nemesis looks up in his little be- in his little black book is always She's willing to pick super- up for him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and his ship spontaneously appears in her living room, and she just sits on the nose of it, like, "Hey, baby, you can call me anytime." Mm-hmm. All's well that ends well, but wait! 
Torquemada isn't destroyed, his body is dead, but his id, his personality, his will lives on. Never fear, termite, Torquemada will return. As will Nemesis, but not until Prague 222 in July of 1981. What the hell, man? Oh, it's going to be good. Now. <laughs> I, I mean, want it now so bad. You know, they, they, they got collected editions, but you'd be spoiling yourself, dude. You don't want to do that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> I kind of got to hold off. Episode 66. Progs 219 to 222. July 1981. Drill 6. Nemesis the Warlock. In oh, the yeah. beginning, our beautiful world was called Terra. <laughs> Script robot Pat I, Mills, art robot Kev O'Neill, lettering robot Steve Potter. Sorry. No, no. I just, I love this whole, there's just this biblical page, and mm-hmm. it even has, like, the, just like, the beautiful artwork on the side of the page. I forget what it's called, like, gold leaf or, yeah, or like something. Yeah, like the, the, like, illuminated borders or something like that. Yeah, yeah, illumination. You're right. Yeah, man, that's what, you know, that's the hallmark of Nemesis the Warlock is just, like, Kev O'Neill going real crazy, not just with the art itself, but the things that go around its, that go around the edges of the art. That, like, you know, making this all look like a big medieval manuscript and stuff that really make Nemesis one of these, especially these early Nemesis, is one of these stories that really look looks like nothing else anywhere, you know? Really, goddamn, it looks beautiful. Yeah. I love it so much. And it's just like you're in this scene as this, like, Templar knight slash, like, religious figure wields an axe above, like, this what looks to be an adorable llama. <laughs> Sort of a gray times a llama, basically. Yeah, just ready to lop off its head, screaming death to all aliens. Absolutely. Yeah. And the biblical text sort of gives us some backstory we didn't have previously about sort of there's this, you know, the uh, humans in Torquemada were part of this termite empire. And that sort of is a shortening of like mighty Terra, basically. So this is sort of future Earth, which we didn't have a confirmation of previously. And uh, yeah, man, it's this... Big, far future termites wiping out all the aliens, starting with the nearby fringe worlds. Oh, I just wanted to give mention in that same beheading section. Mm-hmm. There's just to give extra evil. The guy in the bottom left corner is holding open a bag, pulling out like a little tiny adorable baby alien to get. <laughs> yeah. It's like the size of a hand. No, these guys are so evil. It's it's great, man. We go yeah. to the uh, the planet Thrum, which is a fringe world planet full of a uh, hybrid plant. Uh, pixie type aliens, yeah, I'd like say. Dryads and things yeah. like that. They remind me a lot of the fairies from uh from a Midsummer Night's Dream, I'd say. Ooh, yeah. Because they're yeah, all because they're all named after their plant after the same kind of plants and stuff that that those fairies are named after. You know, mm. cobweb, mo- uh, uh, moss, and mustard seed, all that stuff. Um, and they really remind me of, or they look really similar. To uh, the, to what like Charlie Vest would draw in that fame in a uh, Sandman number nineteen, which is like the the Midsummer Night's Dream uh, Sandman oh, comic, yeah. which Dude, is Sandman's so good. Yeah, man, and that's just you know one of the best ones. If you don't know mm-hmm. that one, it's in the Dream Country uh, trade paperback, and you owe it to yourself to check it out. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> Neil Gaiman's going to be in 2080 for a little bit, but that's some of his best work. Oh yeah, Sandman is like tops. Yeah. I don't even read that much comic and. Fuck, I mean, obviously I do. <laughs> Anyhow, the silver ships are coming. 
There are these giant murder vessel of the Termite Empire. Leading the ships is Brother Behel, a powerful war leader and would-be successor to Torquemada. He, He's oh, cleansed five planets already. Yeah. He arrives on the planet and finds that it's full of humans. But Behel is suspicious because, like, it's there's no kids, there's no old people. It's just sort of, uh, you know, bright, happy, young human people. So... He decide he grabs the leader, uh, and decides he he grabs, he grabs the leader of these people, Eyebright, and puts her to the test. Dude, they have this giant car that they wheel out, which is just a. If you look at it, it's like a. It's almost like a scale on wheels. Yeah, and there's just a guy in the back with controls, and it's for just. Dipping people in water. <laughs> yeah, it's it's old. It's just sort of modern versions of old school witch finding stuff. You know, it's a witch yeah. dunker. You get dunked. If you drown, you're human. And if you live, you're an alien. Buddy, she's an alien, and that means it's time to cleanse and purify these deviants. Oh man, with Torquemada's shadow just looming in the background. Yeah. Next time, the hell in hell. Ooh. Man, I'm so excited for all this nemesis stuff. I feel like some Kratos is going to happen. Yeah, Nemesis hasn't even shown up yet. It's going to be so cool. Episode 67. Progs 223 to 227. August 1981. Thrill 3. Nemesis the Warlock. Oh my god, it's so good! Oh my god, man. Script robot Pat Mills, art robot Kev O'Neill, lettering robot Steve Potter. Oh man, dude. (laughs) Just the visuals alone. Yeah, it, it's this stuff has a very. Um, it looks super distinctive. Just the way the the really sharp lines, all the uh, stuff in the margins and the illuminated text and stuff. It just looks like it looks um, like nothing else in 2000 AD. It really reminds me a lot of uh, of Cerebus, the the Dave Sim comic, which also kind of deals with sort of out of control religion stuff and has a similar sort of um, mix of incredibly intricate and sort of um like more sketchy or sketch like um art and stuff of course yeah highly recommended if or no sorry not i like cerebus but it's an incredibly problematic fave for sure extremely problematic oh really oh yeah anyhow we we return this week to the evil brother Behel of termite of the termite empire putting a race of alien shape changers to the sword the few survivors wonder where Nemesis was, but are reassured that humanity will eventually get what's coming to them soon enough. It's just that Nemesis can't Dude, be everywhere. The most gruesome thing I have ever seen in this comic happens where a man cuts off a woman's head and holds it aloft. It's pretty awesome. It's like, it's so evil. Mm-hmm. Back on Earth, Behel is planning to make himself the new Grand Master, even as a priest warns him that Torquemada is still alive and not to be trifled with. So all uh, the this, this is the entrance to a room, by the way, that is across a catwalk that you have to exit a giant evil-looking snakehead into a giant standing man's torso. Yeah, it's Earth is just full of <sighs> these gigantic statues, teeming like tube motorways, everything. It's everything's so detailed so cool. and so just completely otherworld <laughs> and like ultra like gothic and 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 like just simply amazing. Honestly, so um, beautiful. That, anyway. yeah, that night, Behel is visited by the ghost of Torquemada, who frightens Behel so much that he falls into the alien pit, where conquered alien species are dumped and mutate into mind-meltingly ugly beasts. Behel is killed by the alien menace. 
And, oh. yeah. and we see that a Torquemada has returned. He rides his golden gunship as some kind of like freaky specter <laughs> guy. And he dispatches Dude. a transport ship full of like gold or something with minimal escorts to draw a nemesis out. The plan works as the transport is revealed to be a man of war. It scores a direct hit on the Blitz Spear Nemesis' ship and sends it crashing down into the world of Earth's end. The crash is seen by town dullard Nose Drip, whose nose is indeed always dripping, and he gathers the rest yeah. of the townsfolk to investigate. They find Nemesis, like, knocked out, weeping blood, and man, Nemesis looks crazy, Fox. Dude, and, like, the whole time, this, like, drippy dude is is just being, or Nose Drip, excuse yeah. me, is just being, like, dismissed by all of these people who are kind of gross. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> like yeah. All the townsfolks are all, they're all real ugly and like real dumb. Um, and they all just like. <laughs> Which I think says something about people who love this empire. Yeah, they, they just live ugly, dumb lives, doing ugly, dumb things, basically. Um, yep. But they do manage to have the demon nemesis, the warlock, at their mercy. We get a full shot of Nemesis here, so let's get into it. Uh, he's got hooves, he's got yeah. backwards knees, he's got a, a powerful bipedal body, and like like a pointy dragon head that's got like Doberman ears, and his his mouth is just like sort of on his neck and it's just full of like straight teeth, almost like the grill of a car or something like that. And, um, Credo indeed. Yeah, the front of his head has this big like sort of a uh, cross cross piece like like fin kind of thing and he's got like uh doberman mm. ears coming off the back of his head and an exposed spine it's yeah, so that's my cool. favorite thing is the spine that connects to his spine yeah man you gotta you gotta do do some image searches on nemesis man because he's just got a lot going on and it's very cool his belt's awesome it's just a bunch of different interlocking skulls yeah so the townsfolk delight in tormenting the warlock as they tie him up, they hit and spit on him, rip off his armor, drag him into town, leave him hanging from the gallows right out in front of the town. That's horrible. They're waiting for the termites to come to collect the bounty, and everybody's planning to do what they'll do with their reward, and all seems well, but on the third night of waiting for the terminators to arrive, a cry goes up from the village. Oh, shit. They show Nemesis being hung in the town square. There's a Tharg note to not try this at home, which seems reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Soon, terrible vengeance starts to be visited upon the people of the town of Earthsand. Uh, a butcher that struck Nemesis cuts that hand off by accident and dies of blood loss. Uh, a robot smith, oh, the, the robot smith who strung Nemesis up, is choked to death by a, by some deadly zluts snakes. And yeah. the widow Grundy who ripped off Nemesis's armor finds her bedroom pitch black because it's covered in a swarm of flies that cover her body and eat her alive. It's so fucking gross. I loved her bed. She's like, she's this super vigilant person. She's got this like tiny, um, yeah, like a uh, single like, like like a Torquemada be pure like bed set basically. Yeah, it, like the whole be pure lifestyle is this woman's thing, and it's just she gets eaten by flies. That's crazy. Yeah. Frightened by the curse of Nemesis, the rest of the townsfolk free him and let him go on his way. Don't mess with this dude. Credo! Credo! <laughs> Motherfucker's gonna get eaten. Yeah, buddy. 
Uh, the hu- so finally, the human purity last seen in Prague 179, episode, episode 55. Oh, right. She sort of picked up the phone to save Nemesis from the teleport line and killer Watt. And her friend Googly have been found out and are on the run from the Terminators. The art here is amazing, if hard to describe, oh, as the pair just yeah. run through these gravity bending cityscapes. They're just sort of like an ultra gothic MC Escher, like, yeah. Chaotic landscape. Just people ru- running around on the ceiling on walls. Everything being incredibly ornate, full of huge statues and filigrees and other things like that. That was actually my favorite placard. It was like, here people lived like ants dip deep beneath the earth, um, safe yeah. from all this stuff. But like, in this nightmare world, hundreds of termites were driven insane every day just by looking out their windows. And there's this guy who's looking out his window saying, here comes my 19th nervous breakdown. <laughs> just like, what the fuck? Yeah. They escape over huge hover speedways. They eventually find a sanctuary deep in the center of the earth. But then Torquemada reveals himself. He's been possessing the dead body of Google. He's been dead for several days, animating it with his evil energies. So gross. It's awesome, man. Torquemada calls down the, the Terminators on the sanctuary, and Purity and the others are arrested. Next time, Brother Gogol's problem. Oh, man. This comic is so goddamn good. It's pretty amazing, dude. I'm really in love with... Uh this fucking warlock business, man. Yeah, man. It's really nice. The art's just so arresting and the story's so, like, really fun and just has a lot of this crazy, just sort of like, yeah, like, ultra racist future humans and crazy demons and people fighting against it and stuff. It's just got a lot of things that you'll, that everybody likes, you know? It, it just feels like the world's already so fucking detailed. Yeah, you know? definitely. I, and you get really lost in, like, just pictures. Like, I'll, I'll read a page, and then it's just kind of looking at, like, what happened and what's going on. Yeah, the art's so intricate really, and detailed. So yeah, you can really get lost in, like, individual panels and stuff. It's, kind of, I mean, like, the pit, like, the, the alien pit that they got thrown into. Yeah. Like, that's just this big meat world of like gross things and like mm-hmm. decaying oh, it's just like oh, fucking great i really everything's like everything's good that's just love this comic yeah. nemesis starts real good stays real good that's all i can say oh that's exciting god <laughs> thank christ yeah episode 68 progs 228 to 231 september 1981 thrill to nemesis the warlock I'm so happy about this. (laughs) Script robot Pat Mills, art robot Kevin O'Neill, letting robot Steve Potter. So, okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hey, man. Sometimes you just gotta open up a fucking evil book. Always. Find out your mom's an ogre. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brother Gogol, the executioner of Terminus, has a problem. He's recently learned that he's a mandrake, which is a half-human, half-alien, and he's half-grotusk, to be precise, because he was an orphan, because apparently grotusk females kill their husbands, I guess. Um, uh, why would you have sex with that? I don't know if you get a choice, because grotusks are big, red, scaly monsters with giant nostrils and stuff. Grotusk, or a, and a... Gogol himself is starting to develop the telltale nostrils and scaly skin and things like that. Oh, and weird tentacle fingers. Yeah. As we see him, like, <laughs> I, I can't tell if he's, like, 
trying to blow his nose, but then it just, like, goes through the other side or some stuff. It's, like, super gross. Yeah. He reflects on the hypocrisy of his situation and how he's come up by a crusading against aliens and later disciplining others for being alien sympathizers. There's some future shock shit right there. Mm -hmm. The ghost of Torquemada visits him and informs him that he'll be executing a big group of the uh, that a big group of human traitors that we saw get caught last episode. A good thing to notice that they actually mentioned that he's like the right hand of yeah. Torquemada. He is like the guy because he has murdered so many fucking aliens. Absolutely, but that night he is he is visited. By Nemesis the Warlock. Who's just floating above the man's wife. Yeah, (laughs) above his hypnotized wife, yeah. Nemesis says he knows the truth of Gogol's nature and blackmails him into helping the prisoners escape. He also lays out his big speech. He is Nemesis, the Warlock, the shaper of things to come, Lord of the Flies, holder of the sword sinister, Deathbringer who waits on the edge of your dreams. And is super creepy as he does it. Getting yeah. like real nudie and close. You gotta, you know, it's important to remember that like Nemesis, you know, he's way better than the bad guys, but maybe not the goodest of guys out there, you know? This is sort of a tweener fight. Also, question for you, like there's a, sh- there's a shot of him as he's talking, looking real sly, looking mm-hmm. real awesome, because Nemesis is dope. Yep. But uh, his like faceplate is like slobbering like the stuff on the uh, on like his neck there no because that's his mouth you know he's got like a giant mouth on like sort of on that base that neck there okay but then why is it on on his face thing where his like weird shark nose is it's like dripping with goo or something that could just be like some nose stuff man nemesis is a lot going on you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) fair yeah so, next up, Nemesis visits his uncle, Baal, an, an old warlock who lives in a messy magic man, uh, mansion deep in the fringe worlds. Um, I'm so into Bale. Yeah. He's basically Nemesis with a big beard. He sits at, like a, he sits in a skeleton chair, and he has a familiar uh, Grabendak. He's a worm dude that just speaks in gibberish. I love it. Yeah. Although they do constantly remind you that he's speaking gibberish, which is a fringe world dialect. Well, I think it's, you know, you, one of the problems of, of the weekly comic is you have to assume that people, you know, you have to do a little oh, bit of yeah. stuff to introduce people to it every uh, every new time. So it just means that there's a lot of like sort of, yeah, this we know this guy's talking weird. It's a, it's a dialect thing. You know, be cool. Why why isn't this man melting? Where are his melt powers? When will meltdown man melt? That's what I'm trying to say. So uh, so <laughs> so Bale is doing forbidden research on humans and has to rush to hide it when Nemesis arrives. And Nemesis is there asking for a spell to create a dimension portal. The two argue about the pr- proper way to deal with humans, what either to resist and help them out or just wipe them out completely with magic. Uh, Nemesis settles the argument by revealing the sword sinister, which we'll learn more about next episode. <laughs> and this is this is like a very good conversation stopper, apparently, because his uncle is like, bro, please don't kill me with your dumb sword. Absolutely. Apparently this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Bale offers to help, and he offers Nemesis a poison drink while he goes to get the spell. The two drink after Nemesis magically switches the drink, which which, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, he picks the liquid yeah, well, up out of each one and swaps them. 
Yeah, like Grubbins or whatever is like, hey, dude, this this shit's not good, and he's just like, Wrap. yep. Never leave the room when you poison a man's drink. No, you want to watch that whole process. <laughs> yeah, don't give them time to think about, it, especially leaving him in the room with the familiar that hates you. Yeah. So, so Bale's knocked out. Nemesis steals his magic library and takes the Grabendoc with him. Uh, Bale laments this turn of events with only his skeleton chair, Henry, to console him and give him a nice back rub. <laughs> so, I mean, all's well that ends well, really, because he's getting a nice back rub. Yeah, it's cool. At the Temple of Terminus, preparation oh, for the feast yeah. of Zamarkand is underway, at least until Nemesis the Warlock shows up. In a series of awesome moves, he slices his way through the guards at the temple, having Grabendok check for survivors. Uh, this is apparently sort of a trap set up by Gogol to try to stop Nemesis from freeing every prisoner on Terminus during the feast, but no dice. No, but slice and dice more like it. You oh, know? <laughs> yeah, buddy. High five. The, um, the dimensional portal is in place, and Nemesis goes into the crypt beneath the temple to find Brother Hades, the man who plays the pandemonium. Oh, man, and that thing is awesome. But yeah. first, we've got to see what is by far the coolest thing yeah. so far that I've seen in this comic. There's a lot of awesome things, <laughs> but uh, what is it called? The Seven Chapters, yeah. the yeah. Inquisition, the New Druids, the Dervishes, the Outriders, the Assassins, the Dark Brethren, and the Berserkers what? all... Marching with a with Torquemada in the center in his gun in his golden gondola. Yeah, it's the procession of the Terminators to the temple for the feast of Zamarkand. It is grim, dark as fuck. So fucking cool. So cool. Absolutely. So Rogue confront or no, my gosh, Nemesis confronts (laughs) Brother Hades and kills him, taking his robe. Grabendot goes to free the rest of the prisoners, but runs afoul of some bellyaching human guards. The Feast of Zamarkand begins, flames rushing up from the Earth's core in a full-color page. That's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, The sacrificial humans are brought to the edge of like a giant spire thing. They're going to be tossed into the fire as the pandemonium rises up. It's this part organ, part stalagmite, part war machine. As a Ugh. as a giant, as the giant shade of Torquemada sort of looks down over all of this, looking like I don't know, like sort of um, like that night on Bald Mountain section of uh, of Fantasia. Yeah. You know? it's real cool. Um, He's just evilly looming over the entire thing, half magma, half ghost yeah the the pandemonium plays is sending the terminators into a frenzy purity brown is the first brought forth to be executed she has a dialogue with a giant ghost of torquemada she argues against the murder of aliens the end of torquemada's reign but it falls on deaf ears the terminators grow more agitated by the pandemonium as purity hears the voice of nemesis in her head Jump into the fucking pit. Do not be afraid. You must enter the pit. The flames are your gateway to freedom. Trust me. Says this over and over. Hearing this voice, purity, and then all the human alien sympathizers leap into the flames. Torquemada is suspicious of this, but has no time as the pandemonium fires its rockets, even as the crowd of Terminators seems to go mad from its music. 
Suddenly, Torquemada learns that Brother Hades has been killed, but who plays the pandemonium? Nemesis! Wearing his robe Phantom of the Opera style. Next time. So awesome. Muse Mania. Goddamn, Conrad, I love. It's real good, right? So fucking much. Yeah, man. It's real good. The art's real awesome. The action's really good, which I think can be overlooked a little bit in favor of just looking at all this crazy, like, gothic artwork and stuff. But even just the scenes of Ah. Nemesis just sorting through crowds of crowds of guys is really cool. I just think it's it's hard not to just fall in love with the art, with what's going on, um, with the characters. Like everybody is just kind of on their game. Like mm-hmm. it, to me, what's what's awesome is I look at these little details in some of the screens of the. There's this really Absolutely. small portion of a panel where um, Gogol is like going into his office, which, by the way they call cells Mm -hmm. (laughs) they don't like it's not like where you work it's not your personal office it's your cell yeah and as he's walking through looking at all of his medals there's all these like random statues and blades but there's also like just a picture of all of them in white Ku Klux Klan (laughs) it's just like hey we're class of like 20 I, I don't know, 30,000 or whatever. Yeah. It's it's just neat that they're putting in all of this detail, and that's kind of what the art is about. Yeah. Um, while everything is just so fucking over the top, it's great. Yeah, the art of Nemesis is, is both its blessing and its curse, as it sort of makes it so amazing, but also means that it can be, a, it can be hard to meet production deadlines and also and all that stuff, as we'll see eventually. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's for another day. Don't worry. We'll, you know, plenty more nemesis to come. Oh, yeah. Episode 69. 1981 sci-fi special. Thrill 10. Nemesis the Warlock. This is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, man. Script robot Pat Mills. Art robot Kevin O'Neill. Lettering robot Steve Potter. So, we start this one off with a set of data cards. Just to give an update to everybody on the character and setting a nemesis. We're all clear on this stuff, right? There's a termite, there's Torquemada, and there's Nemesis. Uh, they're the important things you need to know, because this is a fucking cool-ass comic. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Giant <laughs> chickens, that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, rocks or whatever. Yeah, we start, so uh, we, a bunch of rebels waiting execution in the dungeons of Termite, an elder among them tells the story of Nemesis to comfort a child. It's the story of Excessius, the Sword Sinister. So awesome. And of how Torquemada came to Ulrich, the last descendant of the warrior M- uh, Mstran, who is the only one who could wield the sword. Ulrich Good is... Note for yeah. uh, besting Nemesis, right? Right, yeah. He defeated Nemesis in a previous alien war, but his sword was lost. Ulrich spends his time currently shepherding a bunch of giant-ass uh, chicken... Monster monster chickens. They are so cool looking. So much breast meat too. Totally. Really. Oh my god. Like they got a breast meat the size of a, of a side of beef. Um <laughs> so great. Oh man, I would love to eat that fried chicken. <laughs> so Ulrich travels the galaxy, he goes to a distant star city where he fights space pirates and wins the love of the lady Tanith while losing a leg in the process. He travels to the planet Novala, where he fights and tames a massive Nova pig to traverse a deadly grass forest. 
He fights a huge robot known as Gorebelly and climbs a mountain swarming with deadly dragon vultures. At last, after many years, having lost an arm and an eye to add to his leg, he comes to the body of a dead warlock, or another member of Nemesis' race, I guess, with a sword inside. Ulrock, Ulrich grabs the sword. The sword sinister is his at last. He takes a moment to kneel and pray. And in that moment, the sword sinister is taken and used against him by Nemesis the Warlock. You see him cut off the main head. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we see Nemesis in all his glory looking real cool with his new sword and stuff. Credo! Credo! And yes, yeah, so from there, Nemesis went on to kill tons of humans with that sword. And it was great that he finally got it back, because actually, Imstron had stolen it from him many years ago. But that's a story for another day. I mean, they're not going to have another day, you know? I mean, yeah, like, come on, they're on come on, old right? guy. Yeah, now is the time to tell these stories, man. But That's like the whole point, because yeah. you guys are going to die. <laughs> He's on the damn rack. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. This was cool, man. It's just everything we love from Nemesis. Just the um the far flung story of Ulrich to all these different places made it seem like this huge heroic opera with Ulrich taking tons of like damage along the way and stuff that makes it really seem like, you know, his journey costs him something, which is really neat. And then for Nemesis to just show up and be a badass is really cool too. Just great art, great writing, great everything. I think it's, like, super interesting, like, it shows you not just, like, the the potential devotion that people have to this, like, to this guy, um, Torquemada. Yeah. But, like, also how horrible this world is. Absolutely. Yeah, it does a I good know, job very, of, very yeah. Princess Bride-esque. Uh, Definitely. more gore. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yeah, definitely. It's re- it does a really great job of yeah presenting this world and just a, of having a character doing a heroic saga through it. But then it's all for naught because Nemesis is the greatest. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. Episode 70. Progs 232 to 236. October 1981. Thrill 4. Nemesis the Warlock. We still love you, Nemi. Yeah, man. But, you know, script robot Pat Mills, art robot Kevin O'Neill, lettering robot Steve Potter. So, Nemesis. Game. Oh, dude, and it's called a credit scroll. Ah. And, uh, and like, each person is um, given kind of, like, a thing. So it's, like, manuscript, artwork, and illumination. And it's, like, Brother Mills. Mills yeah. Brother O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're definitely playing around with the credits, which I always appreciate, you know. Um, it was a big thing in Marvel Comics. Every once in a while, they'd have, like, those kinds of things. Or, like, you know, Stan, like in Doctor Strange, Stan Lee would be described as, like, Sorcerer Supreme Stan Lee or something like that, you know? Right. <laughs> so, Nemesis plays the pandemonium organ, firing rockets and joint and driving the Terminators into a frenzy. Meanwhile, Grob and Doc, Nemesis' familiar, is in the alien prison, freeing the rest of the aliens. Oh man, I love it because it's like, while he's jamming above, he sends what is now slowly becoming one of my favorite Nemesis characters into a torture dungeon. 
Yeah. And where a guy is getting reprimanded for not torturing good enough, even by the guy getting tortured. Yeah, it's funny because the, the I, I think the the berate, the torturer being berated is the son of the uh, of the of the big torturer, and the torturer and so the dad torturer is basically like lamenting his screw up son to the alien they're torturing, and the alien's like, "Oh, that's a shame." <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that, oh, really? I Dude, wish damn. like. You you went to college for it and everything. Ugh, sad, you know. <laughs> Eventually, ending with as they fight, uh, the alien just getting up to torture himself because he's tired of hearing the discussion. <laughs> like, look, I'm gonna take this red, this red, white hot iron and just keep doing it. Yeah, just keep going. Have finish your discussion. Grab and Doc grabs the keys and starts freeing aliens, including Kremlin, a very polite sort of space dwarf goblin type guy who I just love him. will stab you in the guts and apologize for it. And my favorite guy, Incognito, a murderous, oh. invisible man wearing revealing bondage gear. It's real sexy uh, if we could see it. It's like, yeah, it's like metal underwear with like a bunch of, uh, like, it's a collar and metal underwear with metal straps, like, connecting the two and stuff. Beware, deviant, most terrible. (laughs) So. With respect, we're going to slice you up. They start stabbing everybody in sight, politely, and the jailbreak is on. Dude. Um, Nemesis and the rest of the aliens are laying waste to the, just laying waste to the Terminators. Um. It's not a great day to be uh, to be on termite. You see a lot of like they don't get super bloody, but you definitely see a lot of like Nemesis's blade passing by a guy's head and his like metal helmet getting cut in half and stuff. That's uh, what happens? Yeah, Incognito regains his sword, Black Mamba, and at this point, I'm ba- my the next D and D character I make is going to be very heavily influenced by Incognito. Just FYI, Dude, I, everybody. I love that his sword has three names. It's the Daughter of Death, the Princess of Pain, the Queen of Carnage. And it drinks people's blood. Like, that's his, his thing behind Black Mamba. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bummed because Black Mamba is also, like, basketball player Kobe Bryant, which is kind of giving me weird things about it. Like, also, uh, it's also the Uma Thurman's character in absolutely. Kill Bill. Yeah, which I wonder how much of that, you know, where that comes from, huh? Ooh. I mean, I'm not, I mean, it wouldn't be outside the it. realm of possibility. Why not? But I mean, somebody's. I mean, actually, you know, I wouldn't pet, put it past Quentin Tarantino to not read this. I mean, he definitely seems like someone who would have a Judge Dredd phase at some point, you know? Yeah. Hey, Quentin, hit me up on my celly. Let's talk. Dude. Uh, uh, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, they they keep fighting, but the gates are closed, but Nemesis shows up and leads the freed aliens to freedom. Um, each of the alien leaders stop by to bow and swear loyalty to the warlock, and now it's time to fight their way to the dimensional portal and freedom! I love, like, some of the stuff that comes through here, like, um, Incognito basically was like, oh man, I'm sorry I failed, but here I am, and he's like, nah, dude, you're cool. Then the dwarf guy comes by and he's like, hey, lovely to see you, etc. And he's like, it's strange that we should fight together. But, yeah. you know, it's cool. You, you got a sense of history between here. them. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God, I love this. It's real good, comic. man. Yeah. So everybody goes to fight for freedom. At the same time, the Phantom of Torquemada is overseeing the human 
brother Babel as he commits suicide so that Torquemada can take control of his body in total. And then we learn some of the worst news of, um, in this month of progs that, uh, I'd say the second worst news in this month of progs, <laughs> which is that Nemesis the Warlock will return in Prague 238. No! Yeah, God, things are just getting awesome too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to get awesome. But this pause is a bummer. But, you know, they definitely didn't plan on it. Like, it seemed like this is sort of a surprise oh, to everybody. Sure. So, you know, it's a bummer. But we just got to roll with these punches. And luckily, as people who know that things are coming back and, you know, how long the wait is, we can just kind of keep going, you know? Exactly. Episode 72. Progs 237 to 240. November 1981. Thrill 7. Nemesis the Warlock. Back and I'm happy and it's great and I just yeah, want to buddy. Script robot Pat Mills, art robot Kevin O'Neill, letting robot Steve Potter. Nemesis is back. Everything's made of bones. Oh, so much. It's if it's not made of bones, it's rock that's been carved to look like bones. So it's either way. So wonderful, just flesh and bones. Mm-hmm. The prisoners from the alien jail are making their escape through the dimensional portal. Brother Gogol pleads with Nemesis for mercy, but refuses to make the jump to the portal because he's afraid well, of the flames. So that's the thing. It's like, Nemesis was totally cool. He's like, look, man, jump in there. Yeah. We'll figure it out from there. Or, you know, just go be a, go be a bitch. I'm giving you a chance. And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man. That would have been such a cool redemption. Nemesis gave him his chance. Yep. Honestly, Gogol's kind of irredeemable for me. He's just done a lot of real bad stuff. Oh, he's a horrible person. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Kremlin and the rest of the Vologs are playing the pandemonium and causing chaos as Incognito kills a ton of humans, stealing <laughs> their sweet clothes as he goes. Oh. It's so funny because he's invisible, but he like puts <laughs> on some dude's like hooded robe and just starts wearing it like a like Marv in Sim Sit in a Sin City or something like that. <laughs> he says most stylish when he puts it on. I, he's just such a great character. I love Incognito, buddy. Like I said, next D and D character is totally going to be him he's just going to claim he's invisible and no one no one can tell him otherwise (laughs) (laughs) at last Torquemada has taken control of brother Babel animating him as a crazy murder zombie oh man now alive and animate Torquemada tosses Gogol into an alien prison cell and then goes to confront Nemesis swinging in on a chandelier for awesome sword fights dude and he's wearing a uh, he's wearing a baboon mask (laughs) totally it's fucking creep town. He's coming in for like some swashbuckling, and god damn it, if it's not like the best fucking swashbuckling. Real good. Yeah, after next prog, after a quick picture of a space shuttle with a ray gun, it's time for more Nemesis! He and Torquemada, they fence all over this awesome landscape in the Well of Souls, but Nemesis eventually gets the better of Torquemada. But after one is struck down, Torquemada snags another dead Terminator body and re-zombifies it. Nemesis, Such a great superpower. It's a, just a crazy fight, and they just keep going. Nemesis beats this one, too, but he has to, like, can't just do it by sword fighting. He's got to use his fire breath, which is, like, the big hidden weapon Nemesis has. that He can breathe fire, but he doesn't like to, I guess. Yep. Can't use it all the time, man. The problem is that this area is full of dead Terminators for Torquemada to revive. <laughs> so, like, it's just going to wear down on his, like, endurance because he can just keep pulling dudes up. 
And so I guess, you know, you just save a cool one for the third one. He just becomes a giant scythe-wielding demon. Yeah, it just becomes a a huge Grim Reaper, dude. It's super awesome. It's fucking cool, dude. Totally. The The fight continues as the various alien forces make their present felts. Presence felt a Terminator battle cruiser bursts into the temple playing the anthem of the Terminators, which is pretty good. It's like, you know, watch ye for the mark of the deviant, the tentacle and claw, the scaly skin, the bug eyes, the cloven hoof and paw. With sword and axe and mace, we cleanse and purify. We never show any mercy. All aliens must die. Beware of creatures lurking in shadow or in cave. Heed the words of Torquemada. Be pure. Be vigilant. Behave. It's like the coolest book. <laughs> it's pretty good, but then they're destroyed by the by the missiles from the pandemonium. So whatever, buddy. <laughs> Just everything is getting exploded in this room. Everything's falling apart as both Torquemada and Nemesis land telling blows on each other. Torquemada oh, stabs him in the side with like a piece of broken wood, and then like Nemesis takes a scythe, yeah, takes the, takes this broken scythe to the gut, basically breaks <laughs> off in his chest. But the Grim Reaper body is killed too, and Torquemada is forced to leave that body, and he's weakened because it takes a lot of energy for him to animate bodies, and he's done three in a row. This means that Nemesis is able to strike magically and take control of Torquemada's spirit by dropping some mojo on it. He is Torquemada's master now! Oh snap, dude. Next episode, the final battle. I just like how it's like this whole workup. He did like this sacrifice. Or no, sorry, he did a he did um some kind of special death dance so that Mm-hmm. Torquemada couldn't easily enter another dead body. Yeah, he like rises just, up from the ground to cast the spell yeah. and stuff. He like floats. On the awesome. physical plane, we were well matched. But on the psychic plane, you are at my mercy. It's just like awesome. Totally. Destroying and yeah. magic. God, just the bummer if you're... The bummer if you're a reader is that you wouldn't... You won't, uh, you won't get to the final um, story until the end of the year. Like the last prog of uh, of December is where this concludes in 243. No. Luckily, we'll get to it next episode. God damn it. I love this, this series. Listen, Why does it take so long to just get three? Look at the art, dude. I know. <laughs> Kev O'Neill's doing his best, but he's just one man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so gorgeous. Strong agree. Episode 74. Progs 241 to 244. December 1981. Thrill 6, Nemesis the Warlock. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Script robot Pat Mills, art robot Kevin O'Neill, letting robot Steve Potter. So, time for a spirit fight. Unable to find a body to reanimate, the spirit of the evil Torquemada is at the mercy of Nemesis the Warlock. But before Nemesis can destroy the spirit of Torquemada, the crumbling temple separates them across a lake of fire. Nemesis is pulled back from his pursuit to continue getting all the aliens out of the alien jail and then escape through the dimensional portal. Keep on task, buddy. Man, let me tell you, Ragnar is super cool and has a hand that can talk. Yeah, he's got a wise cracking hand arm. <laughs> he's one of the aliens from the pit that we saw right at the start of this Nemesis story. 
Yeah, he's super gross. I love him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Torquemada meets with his advisor brother, Micron, who warns him that his spirit will fade away if he doesn't recharge, and he needs to visit the Vestal Vampires, which I think is a pretty fun uh, turn of phrase, I gotta say. Super great. And he's, like, really saying, like, dude, please don't enter a body. I love you. You are my master. We gotta get you out of here. And he's like, hell no. I'm Torquemada. I'm awesome. Yeah. Dude. So, uh, yeah, so... Torquemada rejects this, yeah, and he reanimates one last body. At the same time, the aliens have mostly been uh, sprung, except for one last Vith, which is this little cute, uh, you know, nice guy alien being chased by a human Terminator. The other alien leaders all argue that they should go back and be heroic, but as they talk it over, Nemesis is already gone and is fighting that Terminator as Torquemada approaches and hefts his harpoon rifle to shoot Nemesis in the back. Holy goddamn hell it's awesome (laughs) yes sir so nemesis is hit with a harpoon in his back he crawls to the pit and the dimensional gateway beneath he makes the plunge but as he does torquemada holds the rope firm preventing his escape this is crazy just the two of them exchange looks and you look into their like steely eyes as nemesis hangs over this pit and torquemada holds this rope suspending him above in the air uh, I, I love that Torquemada just looks insane and Nemesis just looks angry. Totally. Nemesis then says, Then join me, vile human! Nemesis pulls Torquemada off the ledge, goes through the portal, then closes it, leaving Torquemada to burn in the flames of the Earth's core. I will Torquemada is finally dead! Or is he? Yeah, nah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nemesis warps to meet the rest of his alien buddies in the ancient ruins of the Waterloo uh, London Underground Station. (laughs) And And Space Babe runs up and is like, hey, Mm -hmm. you look like not so great. He rejoices in his victory. They'll have to lay low for a while. Then all these aliens will escape hidden in merchant ships. Hopefully this will be a great PR victory for Nemesis' faction, the Cabal, as well. (laughs) Literally what they talk about. Yeah. Termite will be crippled for quite some time. Nemesis gets back aboard the Blitzspear and flies off to his next adventure. Credo! The end of book one. Yeah. Nemesis will return in Prague 246. What the hell is going to be in two pro- Prague 245, Fox? Dude, just nothing. It's just going to be a lot of blank coloring pages. Totally. Episode 76. Progs 245 to 249. January 1982. Thrill 6. Nemesis the Warlock. God, I love Nemesis the Warlock. Script robot Pat Mills. Art robot Jesus Redondo. Letter robot Steve Potter. So, in the far future, Earth has morphed into, morphed into the heart of a hate-filled empire fueled by desire to wipe out all aliens known as termites. The, they're, they're led in this by the evil Grand Inquisitor Torquemada. The Resistance, a group called the Cabal, is led by heroic uh, dragon-slash-devil-slash-alien dude Nemesis the Warlock. <laughs> and, woof, it's so cool. It's possibly the coolest metal album that's ever been a comic book. 100%. Every, every panel a metal album. Um, God, so great. And now it... it takes on a look very clearly like uh you know return to armageddon yeah 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 which well, i yeah. like 
All previous versions of Nemesis have been drawn by Kev O'Neill, but, you know, we saw last year in 81, he was really having trouble hitting uh, his deadlines and stuff. So for this book, they've brought in Jesus Redondo, who will, yeah, who again, will will remember as doing the art for the 66% amazing Return to Armageddon. I mean, factually accurate. Yeah. yeah, I speak the truth, buddy. Um, but yeah, his uh, his crazy ass art style is really appropriate for Nemesis the Warlock. You know, it's got a different look than O'Neill's, but I think it's still a very strong look for this series. Mm, yeah. Big time. I um, love the boat. Oh yeah, there's so much to like, man. Um, <laughs> we start with. Um, with an old guy still in prison in the alien jail. He's the guy that told us the story of the sword sinister back in the 1981 yeah. sci-fi special. And he was kind of left, d- d- didn't get taken with everybody else during the big prison break that we just saw. They all Nemesis forgot League. him. It's a bummer, man. He's got a lot of arms. He's chained up to the wall. Knows a lot of stories. In this case, he tells the tale of Torquemada as a okay. lad. The future Grandmaster joined an anti-alien children's crusade, but like the actual children's crusade in human history, it was the uh, participants were quickly sold off into slavery before getting to fight the unbeliever. So, what the hell? It's hard out there, man. Um, in a very Conan the Barbarian sequence, Torquemada is sold into slavery and spends a couple years toiling away. Eventually, though, he's, he manages to kill the manticore that guarded him and fight his way to freedom. Finds the guy who does it, and man. <laughs> he confronts the guy who sold him to slavery and then kills him using the very chest of riches that he earned selling Torquemada and his fellow crusaders into slavery. Smashes his head in it, like, god damn. It's cool. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's here where he declares his lifelong vengeance against aliens and a quest that he followed until very recently because Torquemada is now dead because he died fighting M- Nemesis like two episodes ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, buddy, Torquemada lives. <laughs> of course he lives. He's crazy. Well, kind of, because he's rapidly uh, he's a rapidly fading away spirit currently trying unsuccessfully to get the man painting his portrait on, a, on like a ceiling thing, Brother Rodrago, to help him. Well, he only has, like, three more years for it to be finished. Mm-hmm. It's not going well. Luckily, a Vestal vampire, Sister Alvit, is walking by. Torquemada begs her for help, but she's currently being punished by the vampires, so she has to lead a game of charades to finally get it all worked out. <laughs> it's so true. She's playing charades with everyone. This whole sequence was like, what the fuck? It's just to remind you... That, like, you know, Nemesis has some real silly parts in here. And I think that's a real important part of Nemesis, you know? Um, so Alvitz then placed into a spirit generator and her body and life forces are sucked out and then transformed into a fully reborn Torquemada. He lives! Yummy neutrons. I'm totally normal again. <laughs> After some quick revenge on Rodrago, it's time for him to head out and begin the destruction of Nemesis and his cabal. God damn. <laughs> so awesome. Unaware that Torquemada is once again alive, Nemesis and the cabal are fighting back against the forces of humanity. Death to the humans! Oh, dude, yeah, that's right. They're writing hippogriffs and the other guys are writing fucking... <sighs> 
dragons. We get There's scenes cool of sea battles. We get battles from all across the galaxy, multiple planets, as pipers play aliens to a mad frenzy on land. Terminator galleys are eaten by sea monsters in the ocean. And on the planet Garuda, where hippogriff knights face off against fire drake riding terminators in the air. So fucking cool. Midair jousting is so cool, dude. <laughs> dude, you just get stuck. You get fucking stuck, and mm-hmm. they're losing real bad, these humans. Yeah. At the forefront of this fight is Nemesis and his human ally, Purity Brown, recently sprung <laughs> from the alien prison. Love that her name's Purity. Yeah, the fight is going bad for the Terminators, but the Sin Ishal refuses to surrender. <laughs> because he knows the terrifying weight that awa- fate that awaits human prisoners of the Cabal. Yeah, so it's a fuck. He's going to do that. The war on Garuda reaches ahead as Nemesis shows down with the Terminators and some awesome aerial fighting, lots of hippogriffs and aerial midair acrobatics and stuff. Awesome sci-fi swashbuckling, even as the Grobendonk drinks the blood of defeated humans and, and gets a stern talking to from Nemesis, yeah. like, "Hey, don't go be doing that." The war winds down, and eventually humans are forced to surrender. Or they just kill themselves. Yeah, the human commander commits suicide rather than be taken. Nemesis addresses the surrendering humans, but neither his yelling at them nor Purity Brown's earnest pleas sway their hearts. They're all just hateful machine people. Yep. They're off to the prison planet of Arachnos. By the way, their jailers will be giant arachnids. Yeah, down comes a gi- an awesome spider ship, and from it comes a giant spider jailer. It's spider time! Dude, I would never want to go to spider jail. That sounds like <laughs> the worst jail. Next episode, Punishment Planet. Oh, man. Oh, man. Nemesis, Nemesis buddy. Yeah. It just goes. It just keeps going. Just set spot. You got to strap yourself in and just get ready for this crazy sci-fi action, sci-fi sword and sorcery action. Yeah, it's real awesome. Very, very strong part of this comic for sure. Ah, man, I just, it's beautiful. I'm glad Kevin is getting a break from just drawing crazy shit. Yeah, he'll be back soon enough, you know. Oh, I figured, just give him some time and reprieve in between, but like, But I think Redondo's really playing to his strengths doing this stuff, these big battle scenes and stuff. He does a really good job of them. Big time. And, you know, like, I, so yeah, it looks a little different, but I don't think that anything was really missed, and the story is still just so goddamn great. Yeah, I agree. Sky jousting. That's all I have to say. Forever and always. Episode 77. Progs 250 to 253. February 1982. 305. Nemesis the Warlock. Oh, hell yeah. Script robot Pat Mills, art robot Jesus Redondo, lettering robot Steve Potter. Oh man, I love Nemesis the Warlock. Yeah, I man. never thought I'd be saying this, but I love spider people. Totally. Yeah, the jailer. So last episode, a bunch of Terminators uh, surrendered, and now they're being taken off to prison. The jailers are huge spiders. I was not expecting this. <laughs> They're just like they aren't like even like a really story like story about spiders. Totally, they aren't even like spider people. They're just like big ass tarantulas, basically. Yep. You try to run, but they catch you in webs. They shoot out of their butts. It's terrible. But hey, man, they've also spinnerets. Yeah, and they've also got cool word bubbles where like the word bubble looks like it's contained oh, within yeah. a bunch of cobwebs and stuff. That, I thought would, that was that really was a neat. Through right? line through the entire comic, and I yeah. really loved it. Definitely, they actually seem pretty nice. Honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of them. Everyone gets their own special one. 
Yeah. Zelotes, the caretaker of the planet Arachnos, confirm, uh, comforts Purity Brown over her feelings of betraying the human race and says, that, hey, like, we're basically trying to, to reform these humans, not just kill them, you know? And the spider's like, dude, I am 10 steps ahead of you. I am actually anti death penalty, although I am for chemically inducing, uh, like normalcy, I guess. Yeah, he's just trying the to kindest way to put it. cool him out a little bit. They've been driven mad by Torquemada and his anti mutant agenda. You got to normalize their brains chemically, man. I guess. Anyway, he's totally into he's Better a than naturalist most. rehabilitation person. Yeah. We learn that at the prison colony, the Terminators are stripped of their armor and clothing and forced to live in the idyllic, Eden like paradise of the prison colony. It doesn't seem that bad. FYI, don't touch the webs. They are super poison and will kill you. Yeah, just keep, FYI. You know, it's not going to come up in your daily life if you're being a cool dude. Um, and if you step out of line, we will chem- bite you and chemically alter you to be more docile. Okay, but you know, we got to deal with these humans, man. They're crazy. <laughs> uh, Nemesis heads off. There's about to be a meeting of the cabal that Zelotes is going to as well. Meanwhile, in Termite, news of the loss is reaching the reborn Torquemada. He's got a plan to fix those aliens. So ready as ship, we're going to... <laughs> To Arachnos. It's probably to kill them. I mean, that's my guess. Well, yeah. You know, things are going pretty cool at the prison colony, to be honest. Uh, for everybody except for <laughs> Brother Baruta, who's a real jerk, and still feels the burning fire of alien hatred in his heart. I mean, the fact is, is that there are a bunch of space babes who are like, this is super great. Like, we love it here. And he's like, what a downer. Yeah. yeah, like just walking around, <laughs> grabbing kids when they're just having fun swinging on vines and pointing at the sky and screaming about shit they don't That's understand. your home! That's Earth! Yeah, like whatever. Dude, it's like I ain't ever been there and this yeah. place is great. It's born on Spider Junction, man. Uh, so yeah. He and some like-minded dudes decide to escape the colony. They create a mixture that makes them immune to the poison colony of the walls so they can climb out, killing spider guards as they go. In the jungle, I guess. Yeah, in the jungle, though, they have to deal with attacks from trap threads and the wild spiders that live outside of the uh, spider cities where they eat flies farmed on fly farms. But instead, here, there's spiders that are like in big tunnels that just climb up and grab you as you run past and stuff. It's a very one of those like people moving through the jungles, one or two getting picked off as they go, like every couple minutes. Yeah, it's definitely not explained super thoroughly, but some spiders just aren't. Smart spiders? It's like yeah. as if there were a bunch of humans out there that were feral. Yeah, there were a bunch of like uh, Cro-Magnon dudes outside the cities that were just that would just club your ass if you got too close. <laughs> um, finally, only two of the escapers are left: a uh, uh, Baruta and a random dude. They make their way to a clearing and they find the giant ghostly head of Torquemada. You've made it. <laughs> He's there in spirit, and he promises to leave to lead Baruta and the other survivor, survivor Gonzaga, to safety. I they love he- how he says that he found them. He's like, "Dude, all I did was follow your pure hatred for this place." That's right. <laughs> you are so awesome, and you are one of my men. And he's like, damn, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. They head through the massive fly farms, thick with black clouds of flies, where the Zaga dies caught in a fly harvester. The fly harvester. I mean, get this. It's just a bunch of like, yeah. 
this is going to sound like, oh, well, of course they did it this way. But the fly harvesters, I mean, I guess spider people just make things that look like spider people. Yeah. It's like if humans made human-looking uh, wheat threshers, I guess. But it's just like these, like, eight giant tubes. Yeah, it's just, just sucking up, sp- up flies as it goes. Yeah, man, it's gross. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, sure. Eventually, though, uh, Baruta makes it through. He gets to the Arachnon uh, spaceport where Turkamata reveals his plan. Baruta will stow away on the ship of Zelatos where he will attack the head jailer and kill him so the Turkamata can inhabit his body and attend the meeting of the Cabal. Turkamata's just always wanted to be a spider. Hey, who doesn't? We cut uh, immediately to Zelotes and his wife, uh, Skyta, who are off the meeting of the Cabal, where Zelotes will explain that humans can be reformed, and thus all-out extermination of the human race is not required. He Um, is, like, maybe one of the only super great spiders that I've ever met. And he's definitely one of the only pro-human Cabal members, it seems like. Yeah, Inside yeah. his ship, he gets hijacked by Brother Baruta, who forces them to fly to Torquemada's star, uh, starship. On an operating table, Torquemada's spirit enters the body of Zelotes and animates it. He's good enough to fool Skyta, who Torquemada then has spaced, and they head out yeah. for the Cabal meeting, where Torquemada will kill Nemesis and all the other leaders. Next time, the Cabal. Man, I love... Nemesis the Warlock. See, it's this so is good, shit man. getting done. Just moving, moving along. Moving on to the next thing. Had a bunch of big spider jungle action. It was real good. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I, the fact that he's just like, oh, let's just see if this works. Tricks the wife only to then kill her is like, damn, bro. Yeah, man. He doesn't play around. Just, just goddamn. <laughs> Episode 78. Progs 254 to 257. March 1982. Thrill 3, Nemesis the Warlock. So, script robot Pat Mills, art robot Jesus Redondo, lettering robot Steve Potter. Yeah, Redondo. Yeah. So, Nemesis and Purity Brown head to the planet Novala for a meeting of the Cabal. It's a a former human colony now choked by jungle, where all the leaders of the various alien races fighting against the humans are uh, meeting up. Nemesis, Which, you know, seems like a good place to do it. Yeah, they're cool alien guys, too. Nemesis addresses the Council of Aliens with all of its dope and talks about all of its dope uh, recent successes against the humans. <laughs> the question, Everyone's like, damn, you're so good. You're so cool, Nemesis. Uh, the question now is if it's time to continue the war uh, and exterminate the humans or try for peace. Uh, Nemesis wants peace, and his pr- but his presentation is interrupted by the news that Torquemada lives. Snap! No, yeah. he everybody was supposed to be dead. Yeah, everybody freaks out, but Nemesis quells them and calls forth a witness: Zelotes of the Spider Prison Planet Colony thing, and now currently inhabited by Torquemada. That's right. Uh, everyone. Uh, so, so Nemesis had hoped that Vol- that Z- Z- Zelotes would bring proof that um, humans can be reformed, but instead, the giant spider brings forth a chained human full of rage and anger. No, oh, they can't be contained. Yeah. I because was fooled. Of, because of this, there's only one solution to deal with these humans. Total war. So, and that's like a big thing, because Nemesis is like, hey, bros, if you vote war, I ain't in. I'm out. Yeah, he doesn't want to genocide the humans. You know, he wants to just sort of find a way to live in peace, basically. 
Uh, so, Brother Baruta, all chained up, spitting and violent, manages to convince the alien council that total war is against, uh, against the humans is the only choice, much to the chagrin of Nemesis. He resigns as leader of the Cabal, and the other aliens nominate Zelotes, the spider leader, who is, of course, ne- uh, Torquemada, uh, inhabiting his, his dead body. He knows the most about the humans! He knows the human. He will kill the human. Uh, <laughs> afterwards, Purity goes to check on Baruta, uh, concerned about his behavior and that of Zelotes. In the cell, she realizes the truth that Baruta should be chained up with webs, not metal chains. This whole thing is a setup! Oh my god, he breaks his chains and then just kills two fools. Yeah, kills the guards and has a sh- starts a showdown with Purity. Meanwhile, uh, Zelotes... all the while, he has a ball gag in his mouth. It's true. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zelotes, uh, you know, he is, is a spider zombie, of course, uh, demands all the secret records of the Capel. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give me... Just, hey, you got the secrets? I should get all those because I'm the boss now. <laughs> um, they're just like, yeah, no problem. That's not weird or yeah. inconvenient for anybody. But now it's time for a showdown double battle. <laughs> uh, Nemesis confronts Zelotes because he's seen through his deception. Torquemada reveals himself and the fight is on as Purity and Baruta also begin an awesome sword fight. I want to mention that what I loved about this the most was there was like almost no exposition in all of the panels mm-hmm. it was just like yeah. blank fighting and it's yeah, like we've since super well yeah like, <clears throat> like we've talked about i think with previous nemesis I, I think book one was like had some parts like this too mm-hmm. where they just let badass like still images of the sword fight do the talking and it makes it for a really powerful battles i think of just these Absolutely. big pictures of people doing these sword moves and stuff it's really nice and really like sort of brings you into the action i think in an, in, in a very cool way that is kind of unusual in the 2080 pages i guess yeah um, like it a lot yeah totally so Baruta knocks out Purity as Nemesis knocks down Torquemada. The Inquisitor prepares to transfer his consciousness, but Nemesis pulls forth an Ambar Stone. Oh. A mystic rock he'll use to suck out and imprison Torquemada's soul forever. Pretty sweet. You see yeah. his soul like getting sucked into this Ambar Stone. Yeah, but he's interrupted by Baruta, who arrives with a sword to Purity Brown's throat. Oh, ne- man, Purity, really fucking this up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Nemesis uses his mental powers to cause Baruta to start to cut his <laughs> own throat. Which is really awesome. It's pretty awesome, but this distracts him from Torquemada. So, Baruta and Nemesis fights as Torquemada, you know, spider Torquemada, Spider-Mada, uh, wraps Purity <laughs> up in webs and then drags her up the wall. Nemesis slays Baruta, but this leads to a standoff with uh, him and Spider-Mada. Basically... <laughs> Let him go or the girl dies. Nemesis, however, decides that it's just a matter of time before the people of Earth or of Termite turn against Torquemada. He's on his last legs and he doesn't want Purity to die, so he just lets him go. And, you know, it's like, he is kind of a dick. Yeah, and Tor- and Nemesis, unlike some other uh, 2000 AD characters, know it's important to be to uh, keep the moral high ground from your enemies. So <laughs> he he <laughs> lets Torquemada go. That's right. Torquemada uh, evaporates away in a cloud of gross organs and stuff, just in a big meat cloud. <laughs> Um, afterwards, the Cabal members apologize to Nemesis, and he laments that the war must go on. His next step is to return home to see his family, as he worries they are in danger. And that's the end of Nemesis Book 2. 
Man, I can't wait for book three. Nemesis book three will return in 1983. Oh, what the fuck? Actually, both Nemesis and Strontium Dog will return in the same prog in fall of 1983. So get oh, stoked for that. Oh, man. I'm, that's great. <laughs> that's real great. I hope they stay for like two years after that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're halfway through this first volume of Nemesis with the next two books, including The Birth of Nemesis's Son Thoth, The Arrival of Brian Talbot for Art Duties, and The Death of the Initial Torquemada, the permanent death, though he'll be back afterwards. It's complicated. Like I said earlier, we will get to these ones eventually. Uh, top nemesis moments from the comics covered here. One is the assault on the alien prison. Oh, geez, the the climax of book one is so great. There's crazy aliens running amok everywhere, including my favorite incognito, an invisible alien that just cuts people to ribbons and doesn't, despite being invisible, doesn't actually have any invisibility-based offense, which I think is a really bold move, actually. It culminates in a massive sword fight between Nemesis and Torquemada, with the Grandmaster switching from one body to another to continue his assault on the Warlock. Oh, it's amazing stuff. Only slightly marred in the original comic by production delays, causing there to be big gaps between different parts of the storyline, although, of course, that's less apparent in the actual collected editions. Next up is the first full appearance of Nemesis. We don't actually get to see the Warlock until the start of Book 1. And when he's introduced and then strung up by local townsfolk, we see him then methodically getting magical revenge on them. Oh, it's so amazing. It really establishes Nemesis as this powerful wizard that's sort of only a hero because the humans that he's faced with are so incredibly evil himself. Like the base, um, the base motives of the townsfolk really show that even the people on the ground in the termite empire are pretty bad. And I love the illusions of just Nemesis being killed and then coming back to life. It's got a lot of, if not directly Jesus, then definitely like Aslan in, in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe kind of feels to it. You know, sort of a, maybe not directly a Christ figure, but sort of a copy of a copy of a Christ figure or something like that. Next, uh, finally, I, I, I just love the start of book two of Nemesis. After the story of young Torquemada, it's really amazing how Jesus Redondo throws us right into a series of battles across the galaxy on different planets between aliens and Terminators, across land, sea, and air, with all these battles including Nemesis riding a griffin, sword out, raised, leading an army of aliens, all of them screaming death to the humans. If that's not an instant hero shot, then I don't know what is. <laughs> I mean... I say it a lot, but in terms of art and story, Nemesis the Warlock's a real game changer for 2000 AD. It arrives like a bolt of lightning, nothing's the same afterwards. It's hard for me to say more about it without repeating myself and what's in these collections. I'll just say I strongly urge you to check Nemesis out. It's one of my real favorites and a real key classic of 2000 AD. So what do you think about Nemesis the Warlock, Volume 1, Part 1? I promise we'll get to more later. Uh, do you agree with me and my worshipful praise of Nemesis? Or is it just more weird alien mumbo-jumbo with gross-out art? Or somewhere in between, I guess. Let me know what you think by email at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com, on the 2080 forums, or on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. On Twitter at spacespinner2k. For everything else, just look up spacespinner2000. We should be there! 
And I'll try to get some art from the comic up on those sites so you can enjoy Kev O'Neill and Hazes Redondo's artwork. You can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, the Google Play Store, or our podcast site, spacespinner2000.com. And from everybody here at Space Spinner headquarters, thanks for listening to this collection. We'll be back soon with more 2080 action. Until then, I'm Conrad, and this has been the Space Spinner 2000 collection for Nemesis the Warlock. Spawning the three. See the light and make an offer that they can't refuse. That the Jews just can't refuse. Confess. Don't be boring. Say yes.